Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Oh, my gosh. Nancy Landrum and I were just chatting before the break. Benny had to just, so as he always does, politely step in and say, hey, ladies, I hate to interrupt you, but we got to get going. And the reason that I love Benny doing that is because Benny knows me long enough and well enough to know that once I get going on a a topic, I'm just like off. I'm like off to the races. And this topic in particular, you're going to hear about Nancy Landrum joining me here today. One of the premier relationship coaches, one of the premier relationship trainers. And I'm so very blessed to have her on the show because, you know, today we're going to talk about what people don't talk about. Exactly how do you talk without fighting? Exactly how do you talk? without fighting. And, you know, we're going to talk about what that means, like talk, like communicate without fighting. Now, this is an interesting journey for me. But before I get to that, I want to tell all of you a little bit more. So if you've watched the shows we've been doing together, or you've read any of Nancy's books, How to Stay Married and Love It, Solving the Puzzle of a Soulmate Marriage, Whatever it is you've heard us talk about and whatever you know about her work, you'll know one thing, and that is she brings forward a a just beautiful array of knowledge, learning, studying, and lifetime experiences. And when you put that together, what you find is a person that is speaking with you because she knows. She knows what you're talking about and she knows what you're going through. But this particular topic, Nancy, today, exactly how do you or how do you talk without fighting? If we had more conversations about this or role models about this, boy, I'll tell you, how many generations of children can we actually heal? I am convinced that we could heal the world if we all learned these skills, you know, Um, (laughs) Years ago, in the mid-80s, when Jim and I were fighting, um, we wanted to stop fighting. We didn't like hurting each other. And yet, the more frustrated we got, because neither of us were hearing the other, uh, each of us were sure, you know, my point of view is right, you're wrong, let me convince you. Um, it, it got to the point where we were in so much pain that I remember Jim saying, I will do anything if someone would just tell me how to do this. You know, how can we resolve this without tearing each other apart with our words? It never got physical with us, but our words became more and more vicious the more frustrated we became. We diligently looked for help and I'm 
you know, I'm sorry to say that of all the therapists we went to, the classes we went to, the books we read, nothing really gave us the specific guidelines for how do you speak your own point of view in a respectful way that makes it easier for your partner to hear. And up until then, I just assumed that Jim was kind of dense because he couldn't understand what I was saying. But the truth is, I was delivering my message in a way that guaranteed he could not hear me. He would only react defensively and the argument would escalate. So when we finally got the help we needed in just learning how do we say things without attacking each other? How do I tell Jim my point of view without telling him he's wrong? And how do I listen to him in a way that gives him the reassurance that I genuinely want to understand his point of yeah. view? So once we got these skills down, they transformed our marriage in, I think we worked pretty intensely at it for about six months with a um, coach that we found. But after that, we never, we never had another fight. We never yeah. even had another harsh word between us. And it wasn't that all the challenges of life magically disappeared. You know, we had challenges, but we never attacked each other again, verbally or in any other way. This so, is so critical. Let me just ask you this question, because this is critical. And this is where I miss. Can I be the one that says misconception number one, number two? Can I talk about misconception number one? When I express my feelings, it isn't always anger. And, yeah. you know, let's talk for a minute because we're going to you're going to keep talking about this with, with with your life experiences, but also what you learned is not every bit of feedback is angry feedback right but if you can't hear it you hear every bit of feedback is like you're blaming me i mean you don't even get the feedback out before yes. you're like wait a minute are you saying i did something wrong i, I mean right can you hear it nancy can you hear yes. it all right continue you know where i'm going right well one of the first skills i teach couples that uh, work with me is the skill of perception checking. So if I perceive that you're attacking me, rather than fighting back, I can say, you know, my perception is that you're telling me I'm wrong, that you're attacking me. Is that true? And if it's not true, then say, no, I'm only presenting, I'm trying to share with you my point of view. So let me hear your point of view. And if you if you can clarify the misconceptions, I've had so many couples tell me that if perception checking was the only skill they learned, it would stop most of their fights. Yeah. Because we make up stories in our head about what the meaning is behind what someone else is saying. And quite often we're wrong. You know, this is really interesting. And I, I want to talk with you about this because there are a couple of points that we have to drive home. I did a show last week on respect only because I had watched the movie, mm -hmm. uh, Respect, the story of Aretha Franklin, and I did not really understand the impact of that in her life. And, you know, one of the things I was doing and getting ready for the show is how important that particular word 
is. And I think I've shared this with you. I mean, you know, in my doctoral studies, literally when I added respect as an element to it, my committee looked at me like, how is that even a thing? Like, why are you? And I said, look, I don't know about you in the academic world, but I'll tell you the people that I'm talking to, I, I will take this out of the study if the results come back at any less than 95% picking this as number one. Yes. Take it out. I'll take yeah. it out of the study. But please let me ask the question. And I did. And 98% of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people said that I don't care what it is, the relationship I'm in, my boss, my partner, my mom, my dad, my children, they are obligated. See, this is the difference between an expectation and a promise. They said obligated, 98% respect was number one. Yes. And yet it is so subjective. Well, you know, I think I'm going to, I might argue with you on that point. I love I, when you do that. <laughs> I think there's a black and white line down the middle of yeah. every relationship. And on yeah. one side are all the respectful words, tones of voice, facial expression, body language. And on the other side of the line are all the disrespectful ways of yeah. speaking, not listening, body language, tone of voice. The more time a, a relationship spends on the disrespectful side of the line, the more unhappy they'll be with each other and the more unhappy they'll be with themselves. Because I honestly believe that at our core, none of us enjoy being mean and disrespectful to another human being. The more time the relationship spends on the respectful side of the line, the happier they're going to be with the relationship the more self-respect they will have, and the easier it will be to resolve differences in ways that meet both persons' needs. I mean, this is the core of what I teach. Yeah, yeah. So it, it isn't subtle for me. And that's why we're talking about it today, because I think it is the uh, one of the major underpinnings yes. of the answer to Exactly. How do you talk without fighting? I think it's like the thing. I think it's like, yes. like, I don't know what to call it. Like, I think it's like this invisible energy life force. Right. And it, it, Nancy, if you talk about this for a minute, I think it's important because you already mentioned it. You mentioned it verbal body language. And one of the things that I had to learn about myself and the fact that I talk a lot with my hands, I'm really animated. I do that less in the workplace now mm -hmm. because I understand what growing up in my family and this stuff and this and like this and, you know, just that doesn't work all the time. Okay. But there are communication methods and I don't think we are aware of what they are. Can we talk about the different levels of this? that show disrespect. Because I'll tell you, I walked into a room to, you know, talk to somebody about two two weeks ago, slouched down in the chair, never looked up. Hmm. Now, if this wasn't one of my mentees, it would have been like, I can't imagine anybody if I did that in the workplace, right? But this was one of my mentees. And, and I knew, I knew her. She was at such a point of pain. 
Can you talk about how these things show up in a relationship? I'm not saying like you and Jim did this. Like, I'm not saying that at all. (laughs) (laughs) That's a laugh. Uh, We did a lot of them. Uh, There's actually a list of very common communication methods that are all disrespectful uh, on the homepage of my website. You can go to nancylandrum.com and download the a free giveaway. And not, it all, not only includes a list of all the disrespectful ways, but also the ways to learn how to speak respectfully, mm-hmm. communicate respectfully. What I tell couples that I coach is it's not your fault that you don't know how to do this. If you'd had um, families where healthy, respectful communication was the norm, then that's how you would have learned, you know, to communicate respectfully. But our culture doesn't teach us how to communicate respectfully. The movies are bad. The sitcoms are horrible. Uh, Even cartoons for children are often full of disrespect. Uh, I I call respect the the medium in which love grows. And love will die eventually if there isn't mutual respect in the relationship. So you have to have respect in order to grow a healthy relationship and make it loving and lasting. Without respect, um, the more disrespect there is, the less love there will be over time. And sometimes, you know, that happens pretty fast. Yeah, you think? I mean, it happened so fast. Let's just talk about a couple of things that you just mentioned. If I could just jump in and ask you to comment on them. Uh, Comment. Oh, Nancy, Benny, Jamie, just too sensitive. (laughs) Like you were, like you're. How often do we either hear that or if we don't hear the word? I love when people are that direct with me. Because then I could check myself and say, oh, my gosh, you're right. I am being a little bit too sensitive about this. But there are things we say completely negate the other. Is that a disrespectful act? Or the way we say it. Oh, yeah. So I, I heard an illustration yesterday of um, a man... It was actually, I was helping to coach a class online and they were using this as an example. A man used words that were respectful, but his tone of voice and his eye rolling put a different Mm -hmm. connotation on the words that made it feel disrespectful. Yeah. So body, you know, as you know, from your education, you know that body language and facial expression are a huge percentage of whatever we communicate. Yeah. So yes, I might be sensitive to someone speaking, I don't know, in an I don't know, in an impatient tone of voice to me. But the impatient tone of voice might also need to be tempered somewhat yeah. with a little more compassion or uh, gentleness, I guess. Yeah. I'll tell you, it's a lifelong lesson. Let me just say why. Um, I am very blessed that I grew up on the East Coast. And I also had a stepmom from the Deep South. What's the blessing in that? 
my stepmom helped me temper some of that. Mm -hmm. um, and this is not a downplay on the East Coast. There is a level by which the pace in New York City, you cannot describe the pace unless you live there. So I will never, I will never talk down, you know, uh, to my childhood, my life in New York and in New Jersey, because there's a pace that is undescribable. The antithesis of that is when you go to Hawaii. Yes. And yes. you have to require both scenarios require the same level of patience, right? Yeah, right. One is New York City, you go to get your coffee. If you're not going to go to Starbucks, you're going to go to the regular coffee guy, like the subway comes in, the coffee person's there. He has basically, you get two kinds of coffee black or regular. Uh -huh. Black is black. Regular has about three big scoops of sugar in it with milk. That's the option. It sits on the counter. You leave your money. You grab it as you walk. Now, you grow up with that. And if you don't know there's anything different. Right. But I was fortunate. I met Linda's parents. I learned there was something different. Mm -hmm. um here's the question many people say this i've had this said to me more times than not you know i'm just who i am nancy i you know i'm telling you i'm like an old pair of shoes they're worn but they still fit and i don't know that i can change now i have to tell you that i have learned for myself that i'm a work in progress i'm still learning but if we don't learn to change, we will be very lonely. I have middle-aged couples, you know, that have been married for more than 20 years, but they come because they want to experience better communication, less um, fighting between them. They, they want to learn how to have a better relationship. And they learn, you know, it doesn't, I don't think age necessarily matters it's mindset am i willing to learn am i willing to take my life experience and say this could be better and i'm willing to do what i need to do to make it better so i love i love the young couples that come because i can see they have hopefully years ahead of them where they can experience the benefit of what they're learning about communication but I love even more the middle-aged couples who say something isn't right here and we need help to correct it. Yeah. You know, Benny's got a clip. I asked him to get this clip and I'm going to go ahead and skip this break because I want to talk a little bit more and I want to bring this, I want to bring this to the forefront. Um, I've worked for bosses that have pounded on the table in front of you, big men, right? Um, Thank goodness I had the boxing gloves given to me when I was five by my uncles. And then I had three of my mentors, which I've talked a lot about. And <laughs> somebody heard me say this the other day. I had three, three important mentors later on in my career. They all happen to be African-American. But, mm -hmm. you know, does that even matter? No, it doesn't matter. Bob Davis, Carlton Brown, um, and Mary Louise Smith. And you could never walk in Mary Louise Smith's room back in the day when you could smoke yourself to death in the office, I'm just saying. Yeah. But you can never walk in a room 
and bring her a problem. And even if you did, she would let you go on. And then she would look you in the eyes and say, now, Pat, what part of the problem are you? Oh, wow. And I learned a level, a lesson from that. And I don't know how to explain the lesson. But I had a chronic symptom back in the day of it's not my responsibility, it's not my fault. And this woman, in the short tenure I had with her, transformed my personality. Yeah. Now, I don't consider that disrespectful. And those are tough words to hear. Can you help me understand? Sometimes we get tough words, or we hear tough things, or we get to have tough, tough questions. Now, I tell you, she did this with a big old fat smile, right? It, it was because she was in the position of mentoring you. Yeah. So it was her job to give you accurate feedback. I believe I say some very tough things as a coach. They're paying me to coach them. I would be falling down on the job if I neglected to deliver the tough messages. I've told couples, you're wasting your time here. You know, if you're not willing to do the homework, if you're not willing to practice the skills, you're wasting my time and yours. So if you come back next week, I want to see a different attitude and a different level of commitment, or I don't want to see you again. Mm. And, you know, I've delivered that message yeah. because that's my job. Now, if someone that doesn't have a position of authority over me starts giving me advice that I didn't ask for, that is disrespectful. There you go. And let's talk about this. First of all, these are communication methods. We've got a whole show of this. I'm really going to try to skip some of the breaks because there's so much for you to unpack. Um, but I wanted to know, every time we have a show, you have tools, you have resource, you have communications. Can you tell us how we can find out more about this and more about you? Because if there was ever a time that your skill sets are needed. It is now, and I mean across the board. I'm not just talking families and relationships. I'm talking the pressure and the stress in the workplace right now is bringing people that normally are not disrespectful to the brink of it. How do people find out how to work with you? How about government leaders? Oh, I don't even want to. Can we do another show on that? Can we just do a whole show? No, I'd love to do a whole show on that. Human beings that need the same skills that we all need. So go to nancylandrum.com. The Landrum is L-A-N-D-R-U-M, N-A-N-C-Y, landrum.com. And you can email me from that website. Uh, you can call me. My business phone number is on that website. There's several free downloads. There's an informational video you can watch on the homepage. So all the, you know, all the access to me, there's a, whole page of books that I've written on various aspects. The first book I wrote was specifically to married couples because that's where Jim and I were and that was where we wanted to make the biggest difference to help other married couples find the joy in their relationship that they thought they were getting when they got married. But there's another series of books called Love Potions for Healthy Relationships where I teach the same skills, but they're applicable in any relationship. Uh, so I use examples of parents and children and boss and employee and friend to friend uh, using the same skills 
that Jim and I, that transformed our marriage. Uh, there is a book called Pungent Boundaries that's about re learning to set healthy boundaries. So you're not just taking care of, you're not spending all your energy taking care of someone else. You're also taking care of yourself. And then the most recent book is uh, Your Inner Child, A Path to Healing and Freedom, which is a deeper take on how do I take good care of myself? How do I love myself in a way that is appropriate and uh, healing to perhaps past wounds? Anyway, there's a lot of resources on that website. I want to ask you something before we go to break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about the how to speak. We've been talking about it all along, but there are ways to do the how to. Now, Benny's going to play a clip during the break. And, and, and I want to tell you a little bit about the clip. Okay. It's a really cool little clip of a little boy whose mom's name is apparently Linda. And Jessica found this. So Jessica, myself, and Linda, we are continually improving. And every time I do a show with you, we bring something new in our communication. But this particular clip, it became a talking point for the three of us to pay more attention to what you teach. Mm -hmm. Now, it's a little clip, and it happens to be Linda and Linda's name. Uh -huh. But it really became a cornerstone for us really looking at what you're bringing forward. No interruptions, right? Yes. Show up for meetings on time. Yes. Um, if I feel you're being a little snippy, I need to say like, ouch, and then you could either dismiss me or go. I mean, there's so many things we've picked up from your work. But we had to approach it, I guess, the three of us with this little humorous bit. Uh -huh. It doesn't always work, but it perfectly fit us. Let's take a short break. And I think Benny's going to play it. Jamie, you'll have to get the video part of it. When we come back, what is the three-word rule? Okay. And what is it about saying something like, I feel when you do that, that's not exactly what Nancy teaches. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. And then Nancy has all his toys. Okay. But I have to yell at you guys. Okay, what? Like everything they do at this house, they can't trust everything at Grandma's house. Okay. Okay, then what? Then you're not listening to me. Then you're not listening to me. I asked you not to do something. Linda, but listen to me. Look at even though your home base is one Enneagram type, you have characteristics of all the types. Tune in to Enneagram Conversations with Renee Siegel the second and fourth Monday of each month at 4 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn how you can unlock your unlimited potential. Visit YouArePurePotential.com for more about Renee and her work. That's the letter U, the letter R, PurePotential.com. Hey there, I'm Ricky Schwartz from My Turn Life Coaching, Reclaim Your Life. How do you know if you're living your life and not someone else's? Here's one way to find out. First, list out your top five core values. For example, mine are empathy, excellence, passion, service, and core values. Then put those core values into short first-person core value statements. 
In my case, one, empathy powers my relationships. Two, excellence is the goal in all things I do. Three, passion fuels my perseverance. Four, my value is measured by my service to others. And five, core values drive all of my life decisions. Now ask yourself, am I using my core value statements to drive my personal and professional decisions? Maybe not, maybe you've never even considered doing so. And that's where life coaching begins. Go to MyTurnLifeCoaching.com and let's put your personal core values into your driver's seat. Caring for someone with a life-altering diagnosis? You are a care hero. Navigating the unfamiliar options can be overwhelming, but you are not alone. Tune in to A Cup of Comfort with me, Trish Lau, twice monthly on Transformation Talk Radio. Let me guide you through your care hero journey by providing actionable information on how to care for a loved one in need. For more information about me, visit trishlaub.com. That's trishlaub, L-A-U-B as in boy, dot com. Learn how to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles share stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. Are you ready to shift your life into overdrive and stop wasting your time? If so, then I want to invite you right now to the Body Regeneration Online Academy with me, Tracy L. In a world filled with so much information, you can get overloaded and confused, left feeling like you've tried everything and still no results. If this is you, then this platform is for you to help you step into your power, your intuition, and gain clarity. You will learn simple tools that you can use as you walk down the street, and I will teach you how to grow a stronger connection to the God consciousness. Imagine having me as your coach, shifting you, uplifting you, empowering you every week, and most of all, helping you stay connected so you can navigate your life's journey with ease and grace. Nothing will be able to get in your way. Plus, you will have a community filled with souls just like you to pick you up when you fall down and support you on your wins. No one can go this journey alone. If you are ready for your live activations, check me out at tracylclark.com and join the TLC Body Regeneration Online Academy now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. I love this show. And by the way, listen, anytime you have a question, the window is open for you to call in. Uh, 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. Because this is really an important conversation. You may be thinking to yourself, well, wait a minute. I'm not in a relationship with now, but I do have two children and pretty much we've been estranged. Oh, okay. And so this is not just a narrow spectrum that Nancy works with people on. And we're getting close to moving into the holidays. And what if you had some new tools? You know, what if every year you're sick and tired of the turkey? What can you do about that? Can you change it? What can you change about yourself? What can you change about others? But today, exactly how? How do you talk without fighting? And we're not like talking fist fighting things. Fighting can be a whole lot of things. Before we start to get into this and talk, I just love this. 
we're going to learn about the three word rule. How do people find out about you? How do they download some of the resources you had? Because they're just amazing to me. Go to nancylandrum.com, download the free download on the homepage or watch the video on the homepage or go to the other pages and look at the books or look at the testimonials. I find couples that actually go to my website before they come to see me, the only thing they want to read are the testimonials. I'm so <laughs> proud of my testimonials. They're great. Yeah, they are great. But the three word rule. We use the word feel inappropriately. We quite often use, we say, I feel like, or I feel that. And the rest of the sentence is normally an attacking, verbal attack. I feel like you don't like me. I feel like you did it wrong. I feel that you should do this or that. Those are not feelings, they're opinions, and they're attacking opinions. So if I'm going to speak respectfully, then I do speak from my own point of view, which is, I think that or I believe. But when you go to feelings, the feelings is where the transformation takes place in the conversation. And the three word rule is I can I can only describe feelings using three words. I feel unhappy. I feel dismissed. I feel ignored. I feel unheard. Or I feel valued because you just listened to me. And I could see the intention on your face that you wanted to understand my point of view. Uh, Brene Brown has a wonderful quote that I just love. I wish I had said it. She said, connection happens when we feel seen, heard, and valued. And when we feel seen and heard and valued, it's because someone is taking the time to genuinely listen with the intention of understanding where we're coming from. That's the listening skill I teach the couples that I work with. You, it's more than just hearing the words. Hearing the words is like the surface level of listening. The deeper level of listening is I want to understand why you think the way you think, how you feel, uh, why this is important to you. And this is a genuine desire to understand, to stand in your shoes and understand where you're coming from. When that happens, it, it's just magic. Magic happens. And the next you know, point I was going to make is that we all need to go back to kindergarten where hopefully we learn to take turns. Mm-hmm. And in conversations, we need to take turns so that I'm speaking, you're listening, but then I turn it over to you and you speak and I listen. The guide of whether real conversation or real communication has taken place or not is um, that the message I'm sending is identical to the message you're receiving. And the only way I know that is if you will take the time to repeat back to me what you heard me say. And if you got it right, then I've been heard. If you didn't quite get it right, then I have a chance to tweak it, you know, to make a correction. But that takes time and intention and commitment to real communication, not just, not just talking. Yeah. What you said is so important. And um, I want to ask you this question. You really do have to, you, you have to get a sort of reflection back. 
Yes. Especially if, you know, if you're, you're talking about something a little complex. Um, and yet at the same time, we don't do that. You know, we don't do that. And I learned three things about that process. One is give information in smaller pieces, Pat. Yes. Um, I'm not the most detailed person in the world. And so nine times out of 10, I know it's in my brain, but most people don't. Isn't that true in relationships too, where sometimes we think our partners, our bosses are mind readers. Well, that's one of the irrational beliefs that's covered in my program. We do a whole module on beliefs and beliefs that are common beliefs that block a healthy relationship or healthy yep. communication. And that most common belief is you love me. So you ought to know what I'm thinking. Yeah. You ought to know what I need just because you love me. That is so irrational. Mm. No, there's no way that we can read each other's minds. We can't step into each other's skin and actually absorb all the history and the past experiences that make up my point of view. Uh, so, you know, expecting my partner to know what I need without being willing to, well, I've heard, I've heard people, and I'm sorry to say it's mostly women that say, um, if I have to tell you, it doesn't count. That is so irrational. Yeah. You know, uh, we're two very different human beings. We've agreed to be in this relationship, whatever the relationship is, mm -hmm. you know, boss, employee, or friend to friend or whatever. But we've agreed to be in this relationship, but that does not mean that I can read your mind. Mm -hmm. Or that I actually know what you're thinking or feeling inside mm -hmm. about any particular topic. It you know, it's in, I'm go sorry, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go um, ahead. These, this is not always easy. And <laughs> it's not always easy. No. Um, we had a situation on Friday with one of our clients. And Jessica, of course, handled it. It was late Friday night. We sent an email out letting client know nothing back over the weekend and it just stayed with me the entire weekend and I knew that when I came in today I had to be very clear about what the situation was what we're going to do what happened and what we can change here so things like that don't happen again but I had to pick up the phone yes and I had to have that conversation today yes and I knew that an apology was necessary and that for me I would be open to hearing what the client said yes. um I wish I could say that you you're born with that I guess some people are born with that but I gotta tell you Nancy I've learned it can we talk about that part of listening to understand because when I picked up the phone later today and I picked up the phone, I dialed, it went to voicemail, but immediately the client called me back, right? And it was like, I was just getting ready to leave you a voicemail. And then I know you like text and I'm so glad I got to talk with you. And out of my mouth was, I'm so sorry for what happened Friday. I, I tell you that it's just one of the things that is for us 
not a standard and I apologize for it and I'll make sure it doesn't happen again and I'll make some changes here. Jessica and I talked about it and now tell me, how are you? How's everything else going? What can we do better? And then I had to listen. Yeah. Bless your heart. You know, bless your heart for being willing to approach it openly like that. And the only, you know, the only tweak I might put is that sometimes, sometimes people need to vent their hurt before they're yeah. ready to forgive. You know, and you jumped in with an apology quickly, and it sounds like that went very well. Yeah, be, yeah, because when a client doesn't respond back to your emails and you get in the and, and and you know them well enough to know that when I send an email or somebody sends an email, you get a response in an hour. And right. when they don't, right. then I need to get emotionally ready. Right. But I learned that for a lot of reasons. You know, I learned the power of recognizing when I've messed up. Yeah, definitely. It doesn't feel great. No. But if you want a relationship to last, if you want a business to thrive, you know, if you want to gain respect of your clients and your coworkers, there are things we have to learn. Can you tell us a little bit about them? And, and, and truly, I have to say to you, that was all I said. And then she said the rest. And I yeah. listened and I took notes. And then I had to speak with one of my staff members. But good for you. I, that's what I had to do. But to me, that's the sign of a real leader, Dr. Pat, because mm -hmm. you're leading vulnerably. You're leading from your own humanity. You know, you're not trying to force your position on somebody else when you know something went wrong and, you know, the buck stops with you in your <laughs> organization. Um, but isn't that true in relationships too, Nancy? Yes, absolutely. It is so hard to be vulnerable. That's why uh, expressing a feeling versus expressing a thought or an opinion. A thought in or, or an opinion uh, feels more assertive. It feels more powerful. But when you express an, a feeling, it feels vulnerable. Your guard is down. You're letting someone see your heart. And that's a very vulnerable place, but that is where the magic happens. That is where the magic happens. I can't tell you how many, I mean, just last night coaching with this class that I was helping out some friends, uh, I had two different couples I was responsible to coach in just a few minutes, and they were, were stating an opinion. They were um, stating something that was true for them. But they had both missed the point. They were not expressing a feeling. And so I made them go to a list of feeling words, which is part of the free download on my website. And I said, pick a feeling that describes what you are experiencing. And one lady fumbled around for a while. And finally, she said, I feel victimized when my good friend, you know, tells stories that were only meant for her ears. They weren't meant to be shared. I feel victimized. And she was going to have this talk with her friend as she was practicing, you know, with this coaching assignment. So feelings make us vulnerable. And that's why we resist. In my uh, online course, 
when I talk about the, what it feels like to finally express feelings and not just opinions, it's like diving off a high dive. You know, it's, it's scary to stand up there on that high dive and think about diving into that deep pool when you're not used to doing it. You don't really know, am I going to be safe when I land? Mm. You know, that, th that point you just brought up, I, I don't know what the, the term is for it, but I had a realization with that myself. I realized a week ago that there's one thing that I feel really vulnerable about. And it what is the language? It, 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 it's like a hot button. And, and I had to get in touch with how far back that went. And that is gossip. Yes. And so what do I mean by that is I'm talking to you about Mary, and then Mary's talking to me about you, or I'm complaining about you and you're complaining. And in relationships, let's just, let's just cut across what that is. Cause that's what your friend was, I think was saying. Yes. Right. Um, that goes so deep it's and, and you know and and i learned years ago through experience that gossip and complaining are core issues that can destroy an organization and a yes. relationship yes it's betrayal it's that simple it's a form of betrayal to have someone that i work with or a friend be talking about me behind my back to someone else. If it's important enough, come to me, talk to me about it. But my business does not belong in somebody else's ears. You know, it's, um, it's a form of betrayal. And I won't, I don't trust people who gossip to me about someone else because they'll do it about me. And I have even said, uh, I really don't want to hear this. It's not appropriate for me to hear. So I, I set a boundary of, um, you know, this isn't appropriate for me to hear, so I don't want to hear it. Yeah. And you know what? I think that, let's just talk about this for a minute because, you know, one thing is I want people to know they can work with you directly. Uh, the other thing is, you know, the, those of us now are starting to get out and speak in public again. And I think you've got one of those coming up too. Um, yes. One of my favorite topics, because it, let me tell you who taught me the lesson about that little gossip thing. My stepmom. Good for her. My stepmom. Um, but tell us a little bit about where you're going to be speaking. We've got a lot of people listening in California and other places, but you are taking this message out. How does that feel? I always love teaching. I, you know, whether it's in, you know, with a couple or with a group, I just, the passion of my life is yeah. teaching these skills because they transformed my life. They gave me the relationships that I longed for as a child. So the speaking engagement coming up is in Fullerton, California. And the name of the class is the Step Family Blueprint. And it's some of the key strategies that help step families succeed. It's being held at Fullerton Evangelical Free Church on November 14th from 2 to 4 p.m. You can look up the details at their website, which is simply fullertonfree.com. Simple, simple website, fullertonfree.com.
Okay, so all of our Orange County and otherwise LA friends out there listening, our California folks or anybody else that is gonna be in the area, you're gonna to wanna to hear this conversation because this has been so insightful the many times Nancy and I talked about my stepmom and the many things I learned. So Nancy, thank you for that. And by the way, go to nancylantern.com if you've missed any part of this. I, I wanna, I know we've got a few minutes left, but I wanna to go to this, this place, this, your quote. I wanna to go to a quote here because I think, and then I want you to run with it because it's so profoundly important. And it's this, I think this is what you say, communication has not taken place until the message received is identical to the message sent. Yes. That's the end game goal, right? Yes. That's the end game goal. Uh, and the only way you know if your message has been received accurately is if the listener repeats it back to you in their own words so that it has the same meaning that you intended. Mm -hmm. The only way I know I have heard you accurately is if I repeat back to you what I've heard you say. And, I, and you say, yeah, you got it. You're hearing me. Now, that doesn't mean that I have to agree with your point of view if we're <laughs> negotiating something. But it's important as the beginning, the foundation of negotiation is that each party understand where the other is coming from accurately, what their needs are, what their core need is, as far as the end result of whatever the negotiation is. When I understand your core need and you understand my core need, then we can brainstorm ideas that will meet both of our needs. And that's the way that a solution lasts, that it works, because it's meeting both of our needs. If the negotiation ends up and you get your way, but I don't get mine, then it's not going to work long term. You know, it's going to break down. So that's actually the last module in, in the course that I teach couples is the problem solving module where, first of all, you have a skilled discussion where you take turns uh, sharing your point of view with the partner and the partner repeats it back until you each understand your core needs before you begin to problem solve. We get into problem solving too soon when we don't understand what the other person really needs. I have to tell you, I, I work with the most incredible people and problem solving is by far, if you know anything about our production team here at all, Jessica, Linda, Jamie, Malia, Benny, uh, Jacob, uh, Chris, who I don't, you, we don't hear from very much. Shahid, our fabulous, you know, Merrick in Poland, it, you know, and you put us all together, you know, you, you get to see the dynamics. Now, with that, I've had to also be clear about being clearer about things. Let me ask you this in the few minutes we have left. It's okay to be a work in progress. Oh, absolutely. Aren't we all? Yeah. I learn something new every day. I mean, I learned an enormous lesson today about myself. I learned that it bothered me so much about this particular client because I had worked with the client for over 20 hours of my own time. Wow. And then when I added up all the time that our team spent, it came to something like 73 hours 
And I felt like I let her down. Yeah. And I promised I wouldn't. And so it hit me so hard. It kept me up all weekend. And what I realized is I heard Mary Louise Smith. This is what I heard. Pat, what part of that problem are you? Now, there's no point in me trying to jump in and fix it without hearing what can we do better. Can you talk in the few minutes we have left about the significance of being understood? My personal belief is that after air and food and shelter, water, uh, when those needs, those basic physical needs are met, our very next need is to have at least one person in the world who hears and understands who we are at our core, mm. that believes we are good at our core. We can make mistakes, we can flub it up, but the forgiveness is there because that person knows that at my core, I'm a good person and they're willing to hear and understand who I am. They get who I am. I just had an experience uh, Sunday. I was loved having lunch with a dear friend. We've been friends for, I don't know, 25 years or so. And um, she asked a very direct question. And um, I kind of fumbled for a few minutes and then began to answer her very vulnerably. The question was, how are you and God doing? You know, what's your relationship with God? And, you know, I kind of go back and forth with God. You know, I, I trust him, trust her, or I doubt and I'm afraid. I kind of go back and forth. So I answered very vulnerably, and it was obvious I was uncomfortable. She sent an email apologizing for asking the question. And I, we had a, a Zoom call yesterday where I said, please don't ever again apologize to me for asking any question. You're the kind of friend that can ask the tough questions, and I welcome it. It made me stop and think. I spent, you know, the next couple of days thinking through how I had answered her and what do I want to change about my, my side of the relationship with God or the universe, whoever that is. Uh, to make it more trusting so that I feel more loved. It was a valuable question, but she's the kind of friend I told her, you can ask me anything, anytime. But those, we're lucky if we have one or two people in the world that we can say that to. Yeah. And I'm very fortunate that I do. I'm very fortunate that I do. And we can change. Absolutely. Our, our behavior of the past. Nancy, thank you for today. Last question. What's your personal message? And also, please give out your website again. The personal message is love isn't enough. Love thrives on respect. And if you don't know how to give and receive respect, even in the midst of conflict, then your love will suffer. My website is nancylandrum.com. Thank you so much for this, Nancy. I'm always excited about what you're going to bring forward. But this one right here, this is a powerful tool 